Welcome back to the Dealing with Lifestyle podcast. My name is Fernando. And I'm Randy. And this is episode number nine. Season two, baby. We made it. Season two. So we are March 1st. Yeah. We're recording this on March 1st. A little behind the scenes for everybody. How uh, How's the first two months going so far this year? Man, you know, I've never uh, really felt like I agreed with a lot of people who say that the year is going by super fast, but this is probably the first year I've really felt that just because I feel like I have so much going on and so little downtime that it's just going by at rapid speed. That's what you want though, right? Kind of, but I mean, I also want time to like decompress and be able to analyze everything that's going on so I can, you know, plan out what's next. Do you think that's important? Yeah, for sure. If you're just going blindly in a direction and not like taking a step back to be like, all right, am I still going where I want to go? Or is this really what I want to do? Then why are you doing it? Yeah. Funny enough, it was episode six on season two was that was, that was the theme of it slowing down the process. Oh, right. I think we we're just, sometimes we we're just going and going and going that, you know, we real we, we fail to realize like how much stuff is actually going on behind the scenes. Yeah. That when you really take a big look, I mean, I think you have a very good vis- visual in your, in your office you know, you um, have uh, the big ass whiteboard that you have with like a bunch <laughs> of different columns. Yeah. So you're able to like visually, physically be able to see like what you have going on. But mm-hmm. I think sometimes we get so caught up on the and the details of things that we don't take a step back. I'm like, oh shit, I'm trying to do a lot. Yeah. Well, like I haven't even updated it in like a month and a half. So that says. Are you missing something. a bunch? Huh? Do you think you're missing a lot more stuff on the board? No, well, it's not a missing stuff. It's like I'll accomplish things on the board and then accomplish the next thing. But I'm like, I don't have time to update this right now. I have other things to do. <laughs> And I should really just take the time to update it. But have you ever like taken the consideration of like okay, uh, context for this question? I've had people who are like go 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 go. Yeah. And I think you're kind of like that. Yeah. But I think there's a caveat to it, to that statement. But I'm not gonna say it just yet. <laughs> um, some people don't want to take the time to like prep and get started. Yeah. So someone like a business, like somebody doing a business plan, who uh-huh. have to do like their you know whatever business plan is. Sure. Versus just starting a business. Yeah. Right. Do you do you think um, have you ever taken the time consistently to be able to plan what you're going to do or do you just kind of go? Um, my direct in- inclination is to just go. I'm very much that gunslinger mentality. Personal uh, life or professional life or both? Both. Okay. But I am cognizant of that. And so I purposefully take a step back to like get the advice of people I trust before I really act on something. So like I had an idea this week for business, something or other, and I, today I was like, you know what? I don't need to ask anybody about this. This is stupid. I'm just going to go for it. And then I was like, wait, that's exactly why you need to ask people about this. Stop. And so like I talked to my roommate about it. And he's like, oh, no, that's a great idea. I was like, okay, cool. We're going with it. Let's right. run. But you take the time to ask. Yeah. And, and that was the important part. So yeah. do you enjoy, like when you do have the time, mm-hmm. do you enjoy planning or do you just rather just go? Oh, gosh. I think it's so easy to get caught up in like over planning. And that's why I don't like planning as much because it always just slows shit down. Why do you think you get caught up though? Because I'm the complete opposite. Mm. Like for me, like if I don't plan, I feel like everything's going to go fucking wrong. And so for me, the the sooner I can plan, the faster I can go. I, yeah, I would say. But it's just my brain. That's the way I think. I'd say that that for you, that that works. But I'd say for most people, they get stuck in analysis paralysis and they're just like, well, well, what if we did this? Well, what if we did this? And no one really has the gall to make any actual decision and take action to get something done. You think it's a fear of failure? Probably. Because I feel like a lot of people going down this like rabbit hole, 
you know, because it's a paralysis by analysis, right? yeah. like you're saying. And so it's like, okay, what if I do this? And then what if I do that? And then what if I do that? Like, to me, it's like playing chess. Mm-hmm. Like, I can sit there and I can realize that I have five minutes on the clock and I can think about every possible move that I can make mm-hmm. where I can say, you know what, these are the top three m- moves that I think I should do. And if I do this, they might do that. And then I maybe play out two, three moves for every move that I make. So I, I calculate 10 moves potentially. Mm-hmm. But if I sit there and just try to analyze everything, well, guess what? I'm going to look at my clock and I have a fucking minute left. Right. And I'm going to lose on time. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people re- don't, like, like you're saying, they they try to find every possible solution. Mm-hmm. And I think there's there's a difference between being able to understand that, you know, you do risk mitigation, but sometimes you just have to just plan two or three and then move on. Well, what do you think about this tactic? What if you just walk in with an idea? Let's say you're having a planning session. You walk in with an idea, and then you just ask everyone to tear it apart. And then by them tearing it apart, you use that critique to change the idea. It or depends, it. I think, for me. Okay. So I, I, so to answer the question directly, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm all about that idea. Yeah. But I think it's contextual because depending on what it is, the idea that I'm bringing, there's a lot more... Um, physical not physical emotional attachment to this idea right so if it's a very like close to my heart you know it it means and it has value and there's like all these different components to it Mm -hmm. i may be a little bit more um conservative and trying to like let people like tear me up Mm -hmm. versus it being like a business idea like hey i'm gonna bring this to the table let's see what you guys think yeah and i think you know it it depends on because i feel like i've had friends who who try to apply like for example, that particular, you know, approach to doing everything mm-hmm. the same way. It doesn't work. And they get upset when their friends like tear them up yeah. or their family or friends and like like why would you guys do that? You treat them like shit. Well mm-hmm. you asked us to give you critique, so we're gonna give you a critique. Right. And so I, I so yeah. So there so, so the answer is yes, but <laughs> depends. Fair enough. No, I th- I think that's probably true for most people is no one really wants to be grilled for their idea. But especially. people should though. Yeah. Cause not enough people have the balls to ask and say, Hey, what do you think of this? Yeah. I think people, more people have the balls to ask that, but not enough have the gumption to like handle whatever critique is coming. But I think you should seek that out. Adam Grant is, I'm a huge fan of Adam Grant and he's, he's a big proponent of that. He's like, tear me apart. Let's do it. And let's grow from it together. Right. Like, like there's no sense in us, just you know trying to fluff each other's own egos so what's crazy to me sorry i'm getting all excited right now um, <laughs> what's crazy to me it's like the and again i'm going to generalize but the technical individuals that i that i know are more hesitant to that approach mm-hmm. and then you have people who are artists right yeah who are supposed to be soft and like you know, all about friendship and love. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones who are asking for, for stuff. And the people, when I think about artists, I think of um, painters and I think of mm. chefs. Mm. Like yeah, to me, okay. that's that's an artist, right? Yeah, I totally and, agree And with people that. who create like this masterpiece in, in your dish and they say, hey, what do you think? And they actually get the, the feedback. Like to me, like that's, that's what everybody should do. And not enough people do. Yeah, I think where a lot of people fail in pursuing their ideas just along this track is they'll go until they get that first negative feedback and they're like, Oh, it's negative feedback. I, I, I'm done. I can't move forward. As I'm not good enough or because what doesn't matter, whatever, whatever reason they justify it. But then they take that and instead of using that feedback to amplify their idea or make it better and then try it again, they just quit. And I think that's where a lot of people end up failing. Do you think it's, so what I'm thinking about right now is I saw this episode 
what what's the show called? It's a Gordon Ramsay show. Okay. You're familiar with Gordon Ramsay? I've heard of him. Okay. Um, <laughs> Just he kidding, has, y'all. I've watched like all of his stuff on he YouTube. He has some good stuff. He's an asshole, but I love him. Yeah. Um, he has this show where like he pairs, you know, uh, restaurants up against each other mm-hmm. to have like a dedicated dish in, in his restaurant, something like that. Mm-hmm. Or they, they're going to cook for, for an event. Nonetheless, there's this one restaurant. It was their two sons or two brothers, the mom and the dad. The mom and the dad took all of their savings uh-huh. um, and they gave it to their kids for a restaurant. And that, I mean, they're doing quality food. But when they do all these like crazy, like new age, smoked this and mm-hmm. water, you know, whatever, the souve uh, dish. Oh, yeah. yeah. And some of the people don't eat the food and they send it back to the kitchen. Well, the mom and the dad are the ones taking the food back to the kitchen. Well, they don't tell their kids like, hey, half of the people don't like your shit. Oh, uh, geez. Because it's too, it's too new age, right? People are just not used to this. Mm. And so when Gordon Ramsay comes to the kitchen, they're like, hey, what, what do people say? Well, for the most part, they love it. And, you know, there's all these different things. Um, you know, the Gordon Ramsay like rips into into the parents. Like, what, yeah. what is your problem? Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're not doing them any, any service here. Yeah, you're like, coddling them. Exactly. And they have, like, they think they've, they've capped at, at the point of like, they can cook this much. They have so much more growth to do, mm-hmm. but because you are thinking that you're saving them by not telling them what they're doing wrong. Like you're actually like hurting them from being able to become who they should become. Yeah. You're inhibiting their growth. And because like they don't get feedback. Yeah. But if you don't know how to grow, how can you grow? Right. Yeah. And I think so many people like they, they, so one thing is, I don't think people have the the gumption, right? Is the word you use mm-hmm. the gumption to ask people to like tell them the, the truth. Yeah, uh, and I think it's because one, they're scared of what could become of them if they do ask, and they're not good enough. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, like the the takeaway there is like coming to terms with you are good enough, but you could be better. Yeah, and the second one is creating an environment of not like an environment of um. Of transparency mm-hmm. because you maybe you want to grow but the way you surround yourself with everybody else and the way you communicate makes people believe that you're not approachable mm, does yeah. that make sense yeah i get that like how, how do you go about being able to create an environment like within your network of people who people like know that hey you know what randy loves me and i'm going to tell him the way it is mm. um and he's going to take it the right way and maybe he's going to be upset but i'm going to tell him I would say it's really hard and probably not for the reasons you think because I have no qualms with asking someone for their opinion on what I'm doing. My problem, I think, is a lot of people don't want to give me criticism. I think that's a big problem for most people in their friend groups. Like, if I go to my family and ask for their opinion, like... You get they, them to shut up. Yeah, like, they're, they're, they're not, they're not going to have any critique because they've never done what I'm trying to okay, do. Like, they, they just don't understand it. Like, they don't understand the complexities of everything. And they're just like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. But I don't need that. I need them to say, well, have you thought about this, this, and this? And, like, that's the, that's the um, environment my roommate and I have cultivated with each other is. And why I appreciate Travis so much is I'll be like, hey, what do you think of this idea? And he'd be like, oh, that could work. That could work. But we need to think about X, Y, and Z here. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a great idea. Thanks for, you know, being straight with me on that. And like that same relationship with you. Like, I'll tell you if I think something's dumb or if we could be doing better. And do you think is this because of the way you you act that people feel? No, I think it's just people in general don't want to, especially your friends don't want to like hurt your feelings. And I think a lot of people are afraid of hurting someone's feelings. But if if any of my friends, if any of you guys are out there listening to me, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Just letting you know. <laughs> If anything, you're you're 
you're limiting the potential who we can become. Right? Yeah. Because right. I th- you know, I, I had a, I had somebody tell me a few weeks ago, I was having this really honest conversation with them and, you know, um, of like what I can do better to help them and better assist them. Mm-hmm. And they told me, I just, you're just not very approachable. Like you, you, uh, you know, you, you're always business, 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 mm-hmm. and you just, you know, it doesn't seem like you want to be there or you don't seem like you are accessible. Mm. And to me, I just kept thinking like, what, what do you mean? Like I try to be as, as jolly as I can. Mm-hmm. I try to be as friendly as I can. I try to do everything possible to make sure that I can, uh, create opportunities for people to grow, to grow and, and thrive. Yeah. And you don't think I'm accessible and you don't think I, I'm approachable. Mm-hmm. And so like first, like I, I initially wanted to be like offended, like, like that's, that's shitty. Mm-hmm. But I just processed my emotions without like really saying anything. I just kept listening. And then I said, you know what? Thank you for being so honest. Because over here, I'm thinking that I was helping you all by giving you opportunities and taking all of the stress away from you all. Mm-hmm. But you guys see, think that I'm not doing much because I'm doing everything behind the scenes. Maybe what I should do is just be more transparent and more honest of what everything that I am doing and just let everybody know that I'm here for them and just consistently let them know that I'm proud of what they're doing. Yeah, I, I that totally makes sense to me. And I can see where that person's coming from because I remember when like you and I first met, it was just like, oh, you know, we weren't really good friends. We were just acquaintances right. until we had lunch. And, you know, so the problem got solved by us actually just hanging out and I think in that scenario, most people will probably just make the the judgment call that you or I are inaccessible just because they see this the, what we're a part of and like all the things we're doing. But really, we're you can just we're a DM away. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah uh, for sure. 